0: Wow, that is just absolutely amazing to hear all the things that God is doing in and through our church. I want to encourage you um, in this season, in this time, if you want your heart to be filled with joy, if you want to be on mission with God, get out and uh, figure out ways in which you can Uh, get involved in local outreach. Obviously, we're keeping the restrictions of our government, of social distancing. But I have to tell you, uh, by experience, being able to help someone in this season is a wonderful opportunity to show the light and love of Christ. I can't tell you how many phone calls I've received, how how much encouragement I've received from our church family and our community, even in Gary, Indiana, um, by the things that we've been doing. So I want to encourage you, Bethel Church, to use your gifts, your talent, and your resources during this time to make an impact for the kingdom of God. Amen. Also, this morning I am ready to preach God's word. I'm excited about what the Lord has for us this morning. If you're ready for God's word, go ahead and just tap that heart button right there so that I know that you're with us. Uh, we want to know that you're interacting with the sermon. Just because we're at home doesn't mean that we cannot say amen. So if you're in your living room or in your front room, feel free to say amen anytime I'm preaching. Go ahead and type hallelujah. Go ahead and type preach down in Gary. We like to say yes, sir. Preach that dot. However, you want to interact with the service today, however, you want to interact with the sermon today. Uh, let's be in this together. Today, I want to tag this message, dealing with the sting of quarantine. Let me say it again. This morning, I want to tag this text, this message, dealing with the sting of quarantine. It was 1990, when one of the greatest films that was ever written, better yet ever released, would hit the theaters. This film would change our world, become part of our tradition, earn a solid place in many people's childhood memories. The the film received two Golden Globe Awards, nomination for best motion picture musical or comedy, and Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, as well as two Academy Award nominations for Best Original Score. Friends and Family, this film became the highest grossing live action comedy film of all time in the United States and held the record worldwide for over a decade. This film received mixed reviews from Critics, but still managed to come out on top. Do you know what that film is? Yes, Home Alone. Yes, I love Home Alone. It's about an eight-year-old boy by the name of Kevin. Y'all remember Kevin, yes. Kevin, who, who, who had to defend his home from two, bug- uh, two burglars, a.k.a. The sticky bandits. Aha, I love it. Yes. The sticky bandits. Classic line And one in, in, in one of the movies was: Harry, I reach the top. Bam! What a hole. Love Home Alone. This all goes down after his family mistakenly leaves him behind on their Christmas vacation. Who would have thought that an eight year old would, would, would be left at home after being forgotten by his own parents? Another favorite part for me is, who is it? It's me, Snakes. I got the stuff. Y'all, y'all know the line. Y'all know the line. I love Home Alone. I love this movie, but this movie has reminded me of something important during this shelter in place. And that reminded me of something during this pandemic. The story opens with the hatred Kevin has for his own family. He wishes they would just dis- uh, just disappear. He wished that they would just go away. He wished that he would just be left alone. This is what Kevin wants. You ever ever felt that way? Can can you relate to the eight-year-old for a moment? Have people ever got so much on your nerves? I know you're saved. I know you feel with the Holy Ghost, but have you ever had, had just had a moment in life where you wish everybody would disappear except you and your dog? Just you and your dog. You wish everyone else would just leave planet Earth. Kevin was eating ice cream, watching movies, jumping in the bed, not washing up, and having the time of his life he was all alone like he wanted to be but then it hits him it finally settles in on the eight-year-old it creeps up on him like a thief in the night what's that pastor the sting of quarantine crept up on him. He didn't see it coming. The sting of quarantine. It's not good to be alone. Kevin started out rejoicing about being alone, but before the movie is over, he was not wishing his family had disappeared, but he was praying that his family reappeared. Kevin felt the sting of quarantine, that is, being alone. Alone. Kevin was alone. He felt the sting of quarantine. This is the story of most of us during this time. Let's not judge the eight-year-old too hard. We, in some sense, wanted to be alone. Tell the truth. Go ahead. You can't say amen. Type Ouch. You wanted to be alone. We wanted to be left alone from society. When orders for shelter in place didn't uh, 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 were, were, were first given, we rejoice. My kids rejoice that they didn't have to go to school. My ten-year-old was jumping up and down in his bed. But then, but and then it hit us all. It hit us all like the eight-year-old who was left by his parents after the governor extended the shelter in place that it is not good to be alone forever. We felt the sting of quarantine, being alone. It's not good to be isolated too long. We have discovered that humans have another basic need besides water, food, and shelter. Here it is, get ready, we need other people. Uh, some of you didn't feel me on that, but I'll say it again. You and I need other people. You and I need neighbors. You and I need co-workers. You and I need friends. Deep down inside of all of us, we have a need to be in community with other people. My children are now crying to go back to school. The same kids that were jumping in the bed because they were out of school are now the same kids crying, saying, when can we go back? to school. We crave to go on walks with others, even if we have to be six feet apart. The grocery store, come on, the grocery store is like an amusement park now. Everybody's excited to go to the grocery store. What's so exciting about the grocery store? People are there. You get to get out of the house. You get to socialize just a little bit across from the milk, across from the Ego, let go my waffle. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, it is exciting to go to the grocery store. I've never seen people so excited. It feels like an amusement park. Every car trip feels like a joy ride. And I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful for the gas prices. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good. We're getting three days to the gallon. I am enjoying it. But why are we so happy to go out whenever we can? Because we found out. That it is not good for us to be alone. This is where Kevin. This is what Kevin realized that it was not good for him to be alone. But friends, how do we deal with the sting of quarantine? How do we deal? With the sting of quarantine, I'm glad you asked because we find it in the book of Genesis. We find we find we find first and foremost that God declares that it is not good for us to be alone in the book of Genesis. God declares that connecting is essential. I want you to know that you're no weirdo because you want to connect with people. God Himself has said that it is essential that we connect with other people. Here it is, Genesis chapter two. Verses 18, then the Lord said, uh, then the Lord God said, it is not good that man, here it comes, should be what? Alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. This verse right here, friends and family, this verse here, this verse explains what is energizing all of the planning of creative online events for fellowship people are planning trivia nights and game nights and taboo and categories all of this on zoom why because we hate being alone people are suffering for being in the house together. And so people have become creative. We're figuring out ways to connect and have fun. Actually, last night I was on Zoom playing playing, playing a game night. Yes, I didn't come out on top, that's all right. For those of you who beat me watching, it's all good. It's peace in the land. But nevertheless, we had a good time just having fun on Zoom. Zoom. We love FaceTime and Messenger and option for video. Why? We want to be as close to real human interactions as possible. We want to avoid the sting of quarantine. This pandemic has helped us to discover one of the bare essentials for human flourishing, community, connection, fellowship. But this verse helps us to see why. In all of God's previous creation, God said that it was good. God created the moons and the stars and animals and waters and rivers and night and day and light. And God would declare what? Every time God created something, God would say it's good. Oh, I love it because whatever gods create, God always create good because God is good. Out of park right there because what we see here is that we serve a God who is able to create something out of nothing. Theologian says that he has ex nihilo power, that God has the ability to create whatever it is that he wants to create without needing any resources. That's why in this pandemic, we are not, we as a church are not shuddering because we know the God in whom we serve. But here it is. God is creating. God is moving. God is making. And then out of nowhere, God says something that he is yet to say in all of Scripture. Here it is. Here he comes. He says, after creating Adam, forming him from the dust, breathing the breath of life into him. Adam is there with all the animals, with all the trees, with all of creation. And God says it. He diagnoses the situation. He says, it is not good for man to be Alone. I want us to note something here. God was satisfied with Adam, but it was Adam who was lacking because there was no being like him. There was no equal like him, no one who he could connect with in regards to creation. After forming Adam and shaping Adam and breathing the life into Adam for the first time in Scripture, God says, not good. Friends, this is huge. This is not small. We ought not just look over this because when he says it is not good for man to be alone, God is talking about relationships, he's talking about connecting. It's completely normal for this social distancing to be hard on us. Can I relate with you for a moment? Can I pull up the chair at the same table? This is hard. Social distancing is hard. Not being able to hug your grandparents is hard. This is difficult for us because God has not created us to be alone. God has not created us to have distance between one another. And this loneliness in it still exists to this very day. Ask me how I know. Ask me how I know. I know that this thing of quarantine still exists because of my 15-year-old daughter. Yes, my 15-year-old daughter has been begging to go to school. Yes, she has, church. She's been begging. And and hold on. Not only has she been begging to go to school, she has been cleaning, cleaning the entire house from top to bottom. I don't know if I want this social distancing to end. I don't know if I want quarantine to end. It is healing my 15 year old daughter. You didn't catch it. She wants to go to school and she's cleaning the house. I did have to check to make sure there wasn't nothing wrong with it because it was strange to see a 15 year old girl wanting to clean the house. I had to check on her. I said, are you alright? Are you okay? You sure? You straight? You ain't got the wrong or nothing, do you? You good? Yes, daddy, I'm good. I woke up one morning, fabuloso in the air, pine saw in the air, bleach spray in the air. What in the world is going on? She was trying to wash away the sting of quarantine in her soul. She was trying to ignore nor what has been going on down in the inside of her. And you and I have been trying to do the same thing. And before this whole pandemic started, busyness was was, was so noisy in our lives that we didn't see or we didn't hear that need to, to, to be with other individuals. But now that the noise has quieted down, and now that society has quieted down, now you and I we feel, we relate to Catherine off of Home Alone. We feel the sting whether we want to admit it or not but why is it so hard to find deep genuine connections we don't just want to connect we want to connect deeply and richly but unfortunately we like connecting with filters one of the reasons many of us many of us are good with the isolation is not because we don't need it Like everyone else, it's just genuine connection is hard to find. Genuine connection is hard to find. We are tired of singing Denise Williams, love, oh, love, stop making a fool of me. It's true. You can be in the same household full of people and still be lonely. Yes you can. Yes you can. You can have everybody in the house and still feel isolated. You can have you can have your spouse sitting on the other side of the couch and still be lonely. You you can have your friends over and still be lonely. You can have your coworkers over and still be lonely. There's a lot of lonely folks in the world. There's lonely husbands, there's lonely wives, there's lonely teens, there's lonely single People, can anybody relate if I'm in your Kool-Aid calling out the flavor, just go ahead and type amen right there. Connections, not only can they be distanced with the people that you're in the room with, but connections can be dangerous. Connections can be dangerous. You say, why can they be dangerous? Because people are fallen and sinful and we are capable of relational compromise of all sorts friendships, romantic relationships, co-workers, but in the end, we all want Real, genuine, deep relationships. This is how God intended it to be, without filters. But it was lost when Adam and Eve rebelled against God. Oh, I can't wait to see Adam after I get to heaven. I'm gonna walk straight up to him. I got questions for you, Adam. You messed it up for all of us. Adam created this brokenness between us all. This is why we have an increase in domestic violence after shelter-in-place order. Why? People have a hard time loving each other. And don't judge the person next to you because you too have a hard time loving people. I also have a hard time loving people. And this is why people rejoice to get away from coworkers. This is why people are dreading the hours in the house with their spouse. Relationships are messy because people are messy. Relationships are messy because People are messy. Wherever there's flesh, there's mess. Therefore, wherever there's flesh, there's mess. Doesn't matter if you're black. Doesn't matter if you're white. Doesn't matter if you're yellow. Doesn't matter if you're brown. Doesn't matter if you're blue. People are messy. No matter where you go, no matter where you try to run to, people are messy. We see it in injustice. Injustice disrupts our connection. Racism disrupts our connection. Misogyny disrupts our connection. Our own sin destroys connection. Sin disrupts and corrupts human connection. I'm going to say it again like the way it sounds. I'll play it back for you. Sin disrupts and corrupts human connection and what has been our solution what has been our resolve to protect ourselves from other sinful humans like us what do we do when we don't want people to see the real us? Let's be honest, Facebook. Let's be honest, YouTube. What do we do when we don't want people to see who we really are? We use, we use filters. Yeah, come on. Let's be honest. People haven't seen the real you. No, they haven't. No, they haven't seen the real you. People haven't seen you until they've seen you. I mean, you make yourself look like whatever you want these days if you get the right light and the right profile and the right clothes and the right makeup and the right people around you and the right amount of likes and the right amount of comments. Am I resonating with you Yeah. You know what we do? We try to cover up with our filters. We take a thousand pictures before we post the one picture. I'm not judging you. I'm just telling the truth. We got to get it just right because, because we want people to see who we want them to see we cover up what we don't want people to see to make ourselves look better than we appear we try to make up the distance between who we are and who we want to be very rarely do people get the real us with no filters we try to make the outside look better than the inside we try to make the outside look better than The inside, but, 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 but. uh, This didn't start with the generation of 2020. No, it didn't start with us. The first filters were created by Adam and Eve. Yes, it was. I'll show you. It's in Scripture. I'm not making this up. Genesis chapter 3, verse 7 says this. And they sow fig leaves together and made themselves Lowing cloths. I hope you called it Lowing Cloths. Lowing cloths were the first filters. Adam and Eve, who were once naked and unashamed, no filters, made clothes. Clothes were the first filters. They lost the connection and felt alone. But what were they trying to cover up? Yes, their naked bodies, but let's go deeper, YouTube. Let's go deeper, Facebook. More so, they were trying to cover up their guilt, their pain, their past, and their scars. Can you relate to them? My divorce, I need a filter. My affair, I need a filter. My racism, I need a filter. My abortion, I need a filter. My depression, I need a filter. My anxiety, I need a filter. My excessive drinking, I need a filter. My singleness, I need a filter. What about the experience abuse in childhood? I need a filter. We are like the Joker. We got a smile on our face, but deep down on. the inside, we are alone and we are scared to lose our filters because the people see who we really are. The question deep down inside of each of our souls is will they love me? Will they accept me or will my sin hurt someone else like it has already hurt many already? These filters we create like Adam and Eve, we created our own clothes. Whether it's our 401k or our business or our success, we are covering up for what we are lacking. But God wants us, hear me, church, God wants us to connect with no filters. God wants us to connect with no filters. God didn't intend for sin to be the answer, but genuine, authentic love from person to person. God desired not that COVID-19 would be the binding force of human connection. No, but God wants real love to connect us. This is what God wants. He says this in Romans, let love be genuine. Let me let that sit for a minute. Let love be genuine and harbor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. What does this mean to let love be genuine? Go with me there for a moment, church. Let love be without hypocrisy. In other words, love needs to be real. Love needs to be 100. Love needs to be without filter. Hypocrisy is when you try to make the outside look better than the inside. Let me put it it to you in a way that you'll understand. Hypocrisy is being phony. It's, it's, it's not being who you really are. Uh, I remember this. I remember this. My, my, my mom uh, had took my little brother to get his first car. Oh, he was excited to get his first car. He finally found a car that he liked. The car had everything that he wanted. y'all. Oh, it was a nice car. It had brand new paint. It had, it had the rims, it had the 20-inch rims, yes it did, and it had the sound system. You can hear my mouth had the sound system. My brother was impressed by the outside of the car, but my mom, a wise woman, loved my black mama, my mom was concerned about the inside of the car. So when she took my brother to see the car and they pulled up on the young man who was trying to sell the car to my young brother, my mom said, popped the hood. Oh, I'm glad that she did because guess what we found out? Underneath the hood didn't match the paint job. It didn't match the rims. But that's the thing about connecting with people. By by the time you get to know people, you already bought the car. But people don't let you under their hood so quickly. And so many of us do not know what a real, authentic, no-filter relationship look like. We don't know what a relationship without hypocrisy what it looks like. So what's the consequences in a world full of filters? We have a shortage of one of the most vital human bare necessities, genuine connection. And in a very real sense, we all feel the sting of quarantine. For many of us, we don't even know what a relationship without filters look like. Come here, Adam and Eve, and help me preach to God's people this morning. Can you remind us? Can can, 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 can you give us an authentic reflection, an authentic picture of a relationship without filters? Many of us dream about it, Adam and Eve. Many of us have dreams about it, Adam and Eve. We don't know what it looks like to, to go a day without the sting of quarantine. Can you remind us what it looks like? Here it is. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. There it is. Let me say it again. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. You didn't type a man, maybe because you missed it. This relationship had no filters. Why? They have nothing to hide, nothing to be ashamed of. We can only dream of this. They get to truly connect with the person before them. It's like looking through the glass. They can see right through each other. Or as Justin Timberlake said, show me your true colors. Adam and Eve were able to see each other's true colors. Adam has no intentions to exploit Eve. He has no intentions to demean her, or violate her, or vice versa. See, true love doesn't need to dress up. It's not, It has no need to hide, nor does it intend to hurt anyone. But how do we restore such genuine connection again? How do we restore such genuine connection again? How do we deal with the sting of quarantine. Can Comcast fix, fix the sting of quarantine? You know, Comcast has been giving out free internet to help people stay connected. They have been the mediator between your household and those you want to connect with. Zoom has also been, been serving as mediator between you and those whom you want to connect with. Can Zoom be the answer to establishing and getting rid of the sting of quarantine? Can these take the sting of quarantine away? These are awesome services, but the answer to fixing the need to connect without filters is not Comcast, it is not Zoom, it is not not Facebook. It is not YouTube. I'm going to tell you who can fix the sting of quarantine. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the only one who is able to fix the sting of quarantine. Maybe you missed it. I know you was looking for something more sophisticated, but that's all I got. G-O-D is the only one who can fix the sting of quarantine. Quarantine, Jesus came down 42 generations. He he left the shining courts of glory, put on human flesh, walked on water, turned water into wine, fed 5,000 with a lunchable, walked up out of the grave, got up on the cross, he died. They buried him. Last Sunday, we celebrated his victorious resurrection. But the question is, why did he do it, church? He did it to deal with the sting of quarantine. Jesus came to deal with the sting of quarantine. He came to establish the connection back first and foremost between us and God. You see, our deepest need is God. Our deepest need is God. One song puts it this way. Why do we have, who do we have in heaven but you? In other words, as one writer puts it, who or what could we possibly desire more on earth than God himself? God alone has words of eternal life, grace sufficient for our soul, peace that passes all understanding, and the joy we desperately crave. We need God, family, but we need a mediator somewhat like Comcast. The thing that I love about Comcast is Comcast is able to allow you to connect with people who are far away from you. Yeah, they could be on the other side of the world, and Comcast is powerful enough to connect you to people who are far away from you. Friends, this is our dilemma. We need a mediator that is able to connect us with God. Why? Because there is so much distance between us and God. Because of our lack of holiness, because of our sinfulness, there is distance between us and God. And we need a mediator that's powerful enough, omnipotent enough, that can connect us to God. But here's the thing about Comcast. Comcast, a play mediator for you, but it only play mediator for you as long as you're paying the bill. Uh, Oh, there it is. The moment you stop paying the bill, Comcast will disconnect you. Oh, yeah, they're done. They'll wash their hands with you. Oh, yes. But here's the thing about Jesus is not only is Jesus powerful enough to connect us to a God far away from us, but Jesus is also able to absorb the debt of our sin so that we're never disconnected. And what I love about Jesus is that we don't have to pay him to mediate for us because Jesus has chosen by his own will to pay our sin debt in full by his death on the cross, thereby establishing and reconnecting us to God. Debt disconnected us, but grace reconnects us. Let me say it again. Debt disconnected us, but grace has reconnected us. And friends, you don't have to shudder. You don't have to be afraid. This is something that God wanted to do himself. God loved the world so much. This is what John 3.16 said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God loved us enough to pay the bill in full with with without expecting anything from us. I learned this when I was working at a bank. There was a lady who I was cool with. She was a friend of ours, godmother of our child, and I was a young parent and I couldn't pay my phone bill, y'all, y'all know how it is, yeah. Uh, I couldn't pay it and T-Mobile, they disconnected me. I couldn't, I couldn't call my friends, couldn't call my family, couldn't send text messages, and this, this, this lady, reached down in her pockets. That's what she did, y'all. She reached down in her own pocket. She paid my phone bill. I didn't know that she paid it. All I knew is that I got a text message that said, bill paid in full. Friends, that's the good news of the gospel. We were disconnected. But some the moment we put our faith in Jesus, God gives us a message down in our soul that says, Bill paid in full. And the moment that bill is paid, the moment we receive the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God reconnects us with him again. Not only does he reconnect us with him, he reconnects us with one another. This is what the gospel says does. Friends, it reconnects us. But what I love about what God did on the cross with Jesus is that he stripped him of everything. He stripped him of his wealth. The Bible says that he left riches to become poor. God stripped him of his glory and he took on our shame. Uh, Can we say that God made Jesus naked so that Jesus was without clothes, that Jesus was was without filters. And when Jesus was dying in that way, Jesus was dying in a way that he would take away our filters, that he would take away our shame, that he would take away our guilt. And my encouragement to you this morning, if you are feeling disconnected and you are feeling isolated, you got to do like Kevin did in Home Alone. Yes, you remember what Kevin did at the end of the movie after he had to deal with the sting of quarantine? No, Kevin didn't carry it by himself. Kevin took that sting and he carried it to the church. And he got on his knees before God and he prayed that God would give him his family back. And he prayed that God would reestablish his connection. And friends, this morning, my encouragement to you is stop carrying the sting of quarantine when God has given us a solution. God wants to take your pain away. God wants to take your guilt away. God wants to take your shame away. And it all starts with bowing your knee before the cross of Jesus Christ.